KYW Original Podcasts. This is KYW In-Depth. I'm Carol McKenzie. When kids graduate from high school, we expect them to know how to construct a sentence or understand the theory of relativity or converse in a second language. But balance a budget, figure out what kind of car they can afford, or calculate credit card interest? Well, quite often, and some say all too often, those lessons are left to chance. And a new survey shows that a vast majority of parents think schools need to do more to teach kids these real-world life skills. In this episode of KYW In-Depth, we're talking about kids and financial literacy and why it's so important. Beverly Harzog is a credit card expert and consumer finance analyst for U.S. News & World Report. So a a survey from U.S. News & World Report shows that most parents do not think high schools do enough to help their kids become financially savvy. And the Council for Economic Education surveyed states about their high school financial education curriculum, and they found that only 21 states require high school students to take a course or at least part of a course and personal finance, and PA and Delaware do not require it, and New Jersey includes it, but only as part of another course. I was surprised, Beverly, that more states don't require it. You know, Carol, I was too. Uh, There are 21 states that have a personal finance requirement in the curriculum, but there were only six states that actually have a standalone personal finance course that's required. So while some of these, the other 15 states might uh, touch on it as part of another topic, you know, such as economics, uh, you know, a topic like that, uh, they're not getting in-depth in terms of, you know, this is how you budget, this is how credit works. You can only cover so much, you know, when you only devote a little portion of your course to it. And so let's talk about financial literacy. And, and could we start by defining it? What exactly does financial, personal financial literacy mean? Okay, personal financial literacy means that you understand how to manage your money in the most basic terms. Uh, for instance, you understand uh, topics such as budgeting. You know how to set up a budget. You know how to track your expenses. You know that if you carry a balance on your credit card, you're going to pay compound interest. So there are just a couple of you know, uh, basic principles that if some of these high school kids could at least get exposed a few times to this, by the time they get to college, you know, they might make uh, you know, better decisions with their money. And it might even help them figure out how much they're willing to take on in student loan debt because they'll understand what those payments would be like you know, if they're still paying on it 10 years from now. So, you know, it's, it can be just a basic understanding or it can be a little more advanced. And I think parents, you know, in our survey, 83% wanted high schools to do more to teach their kids about money. And I do not think these parents are saying, hey, it's not my job, it's the school's job. Mm-hmm. They just want an assist from the high schools. You know, parents do the best they can in many cases. And I have raised two teenagers, and I can tell you, they didn't always listen to me. <laughs> <Sometimes>. Really? What a <laughs> shock. <laughs> Neither one of them. <laughs> uh, well, until they, like, grew up, and they're like, hey, you were right about, you know, credit. <laughs> so, but they just wanted an assist from the high schools, you know, to help them, uh, you know, uh, get their kids to the point where they make better decisions. Mm-hmm. And But if you think about, 
the fact that so few states require financial literacy courses in high school, I think it would go to reason that a lot of these parents probably didn't have it themselves. And a lot of them themselves may be challenged about how to teach their kids about financial literacies, particularly when you get into like simple interest and compound interest and all that. Oh, absolutely, Carol. That's a big part of the problem. You know, many of us were not taught by our our parents. And in the survey, we asked which money concepts, you know, people had taught their kids. And uh, I I was pleased that 68% had focused on the importance of saving because that's so important. And 53% had talked about budgeting. But the numbers kind of went down from there. Uh, But there were also, there were 19% of parents who had not tried to teach their kids anything think, uh, so that they could become more financially literate. Uh, And when you think about, uh, you know, kids in high school, if they don't get any kind of, you know, uh, personal finance education, you know, when they get to college, you know, all kinds of bad things could happen. They might, you know, start using credit cards without understanding the consequences. So Mm -hmm. it really is important that uh, this be addressed at some point. And kids who aren't going to college, who might be going out in the real world, it's also imperative for them because you're talking about, okay, a job, maybe renting an apartment, buying a car. There are many, many things that, that, a, that a kid who is going right out to the workforce has to worry about. Oh, that's so true. And let's say someone, uh, you know, they're just going right out into the work world and uh, they need to get an apartment. If they don't have credit, they might have to have a parent co-sign for them. Uh, and they might have to put up a large, you know, security deposit. So uh, there are a lot of reasons to teach kids just basic credit principles so that they know what they're up against when they do go out into the world. And, you know, as you've just mentioned, some of these kids, you know, they're they're not going to college. You know, some of them don't have, you know, financial support from parents. And it really is up to them to learn how to take care of themselves. And I'm telling you, credit is not intuitive. This is not something yeah. that uh, always makes sense, actually. <laughs> it's something that you really just have to learn. You know, people have all kinds of misconceptions about how credit works. So, you know, we're doing our kids a big, big favor, and it's really a gift to teach them about money and credit. Well, let's talk more about credit because our economy is really built on credit. In other words, like you just said, you need to build a credit rating. You need to build a credit history. And, you know, in order to build credit, you need to use credit. And Mm -hmm. I do think a lot of people don't understand that and how that works. Oh, absolutely. You know, in the survey, only 27.8%, so less than 28% of parents had talked to their kids about using credit. So that's the majority of kids going, uh, you know, to college or out into the real world, you know, without having an understanding of basic credit principles. And, you know, if you just uh, can take some time and and show the basics, you know, let's say you, as a parent, you have a credit card, show your kid uh, you know, the statement online, explain each item. You know, we, we bought this here. See, it's on it's on the bill. We have to pay that now. Yeah. <laughs> you know, because sometimes, you know, credit cards seem like they're magic. You know, you, you buy something, you give the card, and poof, you know, it's yours. <laughs> but the actual, you know, paying for that doesn't come till later, and there's often a disconnect. That happens with... Uh, you know, people that have used credit for a long time and haven't really learned the basics. So imagine how it is for our kids. 
Right. And should you add your kid to your credit card? I've seen kind of mixed opinions on whether or not you should do that. Yes, that's a good question. Um, I don't recommend, uh, you know, being a co-signer on a credit card account with your kid. But I do think it's a good idea if your kid is ready, and that means you have taught your child some basic budgeting and saving and how credit works, perhaps make them an authorized user on one of your cards. And that way you can also monitor, you know, the, uh, the, um, the purchases that they're making, give them a budget and show them how to keep track of how much they put on that card. And, you know, right now, Carol, is a great time to teach kids about credit because maybe your college student is actually still in your house, <laughs> you know, <laughs> taking classes yeah. online. Hey, they're right there. You know, it's a perfect opportunity to teach them credit while they're in college. So take advantage of this time to teach them some basics if you haven't already done that. So we need to teach our kids. I just want to go over again. We need to teach them budgeting. We need to teach them about credit. Um, what, what is the next thing that we need to teach them about? Well, I also found that uh, parents did a pretty good job teaching comparison shopping. And this is a basic skill that you can use when you're at the grocery store. I mean, that can help you save money on your everyday expenses. Uh, but only about a little over 27% uh, focused on investing. And I think that that's another step that we can talk to our kids about, maybe when they're older. You know, just the concept of it. You know, first they need to learn your basics, but, you know, perhaps introduce the concept of what, you know, investing. Talk about you know, how uh, you and your partner invest and, uh, you know, um, you know, just some basic principles I think would be very helpful so they can see a big picture. You know, money management, personal finance in general, you know, you have to really kind of take a holistic view to understand how all the pieces fit together. Yeah, I think investing is is interesting because when I think of personal finance, I think of reconciling your bank account, um, mm-hmm. you know, savings, uh, credit, budgeting. But I have to confess, I did not think of investing. And I have a 16-year-old daughter, and she just asked me recently um, about investing. She's like, what do I do? Like, what's this all about? And I was like, oh, boy. (laughs) I don't know that I'm equipped. You know, I don't consider myself an expert in any sense when it comes to, you know, investing beyond kind of your basic Mm -hmm. savings. Uh, yes, well, you know, I'm not an investing expert, uh, <laughs> so I get online. <laughs> there are so many resources online, and at U.S. News and World Report, we have an investing channel that does a really good job with basic concepts. So just hop online, uh, find your preferred website, and, uh, you know, she can learn some concepts from there. But I'm telling you, the fact that she asked you that question shows me that she's pretty savvy, so congrats on that. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, but, you know, it's one of those moments where I felt as a parent kind of incompetent. I thought, oh, I don't want to steer wrong. <laughs> you know, once when my son was in high school, my youngest, he asked me how to write a check. And I felt terrible that I had not, that I had not taught him how to write a check. I'm like, oh, my goodness. Okay. <laughs> well. So it happens to all of us. Yeah. And then my, my son was just, he's actually is taking a personal financial course in high school right now. And he had to ask me a very, very brief survey from the class. And it was one question. Do you reconcile your checkbook or your bank account? And it's interesting because I really think, I don't know if they teach in the old fashioned way anymore because everything is online. You used to, you used to have to go into your checkbook register and do it by hand. Mm-hmm. 
Oh, I know. I remember those days. Uh, but, you know, you can get online and show bank statements to your kids uh, so that they understand, you know, what it means to have savings in the bank and what it means when you use your debit card and money comes out. So you can kind of show them a little bit online. I mean, yeah, it is a different world, and most of us don't get paper statements uh, unless we have some issue, some problem we're trying to resolve. But you can get online and, uh, you know, show them how you track things, you know, maybe connect it with your budgeting uh, to show them how, okay, I've budgeted for this amount of groceries this month, and so far I'm on target. So you can, you can, you know, show some principles and teach them that way. And the other thing that you write about in your column, Beverly, is how we can use what's going on right now with the pandemic to teach our kids about budgeting and particularly if your financial picture has changed. Mm-hmm. That's right. You know, um, you know, unfortunately, so many people, you know, have suffered financially due to the, to the pandemic. Either they've lost their jobs or they have a reduced income or some, you know, some people got furloughed and then their jobs were you know, eliminated. All kinds of things have happened. And so if that has happened to you, then, you know, you need to take a look at your budget and you need to revise it right now. It doesn't mean that you're going to feel like this and be in this situation forever. But temporarily, for now, you have to adjust your spending and your savings to accommodate what your current situation is. And why not let your kids know, especially if they're older, you know, they're teenagers, Mm -hmm. let them know, you know, not to scare them, but just to let them know how you're reacting to the crisis and that you react and you get through it. And this is how you get through it. So it's a great opportunity to teach them about managing your money, you know, when things are not going well. And that is key. I was just going to ask you about that, which is not to scare them. I know Mm-hmm. In the past, there have been times, let's say, I've made a big purchase or something like that, and my kids have said, oh, let's go out to dinner tonight. And I will say, well, you know, um, we're not going to do that this week because I just made this big purchase. So, And I've, just, I've handled it that way. But I do think, even in the back of my mind, too, is that you don't want to scare them. You don't want to think you're in trouble or you don't want them worrying about finances, and not at this age. Oh, yes, absolutely, Carol. And, you know, it's really just a good opportunity to say, hey, you know, we're on a budget. I made this big expense this week, and uh, we don't have uh, room in the budget to spend more this week. That doesn't mean that you're out of money. It means that you decide to save a certain amount of money every month. And you're saving for the future. You're saving for a rainy day, your emergency fund, and, you know, for their college in the future. And there are all kinds of reasons uh, that are non-scary as yeah. <laughs> to why you need to be, you know, following the budget right now. That's just the, that's just the best way to live. So fiscal sanity. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a good time to teach them that. Beverly, is there anything that we didn't hit on uh, that you think is important to, to teach your kids before they get out of high school? Well, we've already talked about credit, and I would yeah. like to say I would like to, to see to us, you know, that a little broad, you know, not just credit cards, but credit scores and how your credit score can impact uh, your finances, you know, in terms of what kind of rates you get on credit cards or later, you know, in your life when you get a mortgage, the score makes a difference. When you get out of high school, we already talked about, you know, if you're going into the real world, you know, uh, how do you rent an apartment? What do you need to show somebody that uh, you can pay the rent. So just some basics like that mm-hmm. uh, that you know, surround credit a little bit uh, would be very helpful for somebody who's young and just learning. 
And I know we talked about um, the resource at U.S. News and World Report when it comes to investing. Do you have any sources that you would recommend for parents? One, not only just to teach their kids, but but two, for parents who might not be terribly financially literate themselves. Mm-hmm. Oh, yes. I mean, we, you know, we also have a personal finance channel, and I write a um, credit card column every week for U.S. News. Uh, and, you know, there are so many sites you can get on. Um, you know, I like uh, the budgeting software uh, from Mint.com, and they also have some basic education there. And you can get on, uh, you can use their software for free and set up budgets and goals and, uh, you know, caps on your spending. Uh, and just going through the process of learning how to budget and track expenses, you're going to learn a great deal from doing that. Uh, so, the, you know, just get out there and, uh, you know, Google the topics you're interested in, and you are going to find a vast amount of information. I would just say go with a credible source, you know, like yeah. U.S. News. <laughs> yeah. But just yeah. stick with a credible source so that uh, you know you're getting uh, excellent information. Beverly, thank you so much for joining us. We really appreciate it. Thank you so much for having me. I enjoyed it. That's it for this episode of KYW In-Depth. You can listen and subscribe to the podcast on the Radio.com app or wherever you listen to your favorite shows. I'm Carol McKenzie, and we'll have another episode out soon.